Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Uh, So it is uh, the Lovability Show later today. Uh, So uh, I'm a little discombobulated today. It's, you know, three o'clock. I almost didn't make it to the station. I was so confused. Uh, But here I am, and I am rolling solo today. So uh, I can talk to a wall, um, as we all know. (laughs) Um, I'm kind of going to do that today. So I uh, I have a topic that we've never talked about today. And uh, I hope that three o'clock works better for some of you. Um, I absolutely love your participation. And we used to be on Wednesdays at two, and we had just a larger audience when we were on Wednesdays at two. And I love Fridays because we're winding down our week. Um, I'm excited. I think we're uh, we're all in a more relaxed, kind of ready for fun kind of atmosphere. And, uh, and that's what I want the podcast and show to be about is, is fun. I mean, we have to talk about serious stuff, uh, but I want to, uh, I want to enjoy it. Um, so we are, gosh, this has been two years in July uh, t- that we've had the Lovability Show uh, going. And uh, in, uh, interesting enough, uh, last year I was at a different studio with uh, a different producer, and uh, his name's Ziggy, and now Ziggy's come to the new studio, hey, and there's Ziggy, there he is, and I've got him back again, so just so excited to have Ziggy back too, so uh, he'll be joining with us. Uh, so let's see, I, you're so cute, Ziggy. Ziggy's been up here entertaining and singing, and it just happened a good time. Thank you. Uh, and Joe, uh, the other producer for the show, is here as well, so we just got some fun over here today. Uh, Steve is watching, uh, Jerry Ann, Tiffany, hi, ladies and gents. Uh, so, and it is still lovability, even um, at three. Uh, Jeff, Brant, and Greg, welcome. Uh, great to see, great to see more people jumping on right at the beginning. So I think the three o'clock thing was a good idea. Okay, so today's topic is, uh, it's 10 reasons uh, that we stay in relationships longer than we should. And I said it before and I'll say it again. It doesn't matter whether you're in, your, in a relationship now or not, we're still going to talk about this because it's relative if you get in another one. Uh, or if you find as we're talking about this and you say, you know what, I've done that before, it gives you an opportunity to heal right? So it gives you an opportunity to say, I need to work on this and, uh, and get some healing done. You know, the only thing about not having a guest with me is like when I want to take a drink, <laughs> I can usually, uh, I usually roll over to the other camera. I'll do it when somebody else is talking, but, uh, y'all are just gonna have to watch me drink. Hey, Mary Beth, welcome. Uh, So I have 10 reasons why we stay in a relationship longer, and it's probably going to be more like 15. Uh, But feel free to join in the conversation. 
Um, I'm going to have to put, I made notes, but I'm going to have to put my glasses on to see them. This is what happens when you get old people. <laughs> you have to have these things to see anything. It's frustrating. Uh, so I think number one is fear, right? So I'm going to use that one. Uh, people are afraid to be alone. Fear. Fear is the main reason why people stay in relationships longer than they should. Uh, so a million reasons for fear. So we've got, I have a whole bunch of notes. And some of these are going to sound really familiar to you. So uh, I'm eating my mic. Hang on just a second. Okay, so fear of being alone. I mean, we could talk about this one for days. Uh, you know, how many people don't know what it's like to be alone, right? They, they're afraid of being alone. They've always had a relationship. They don't know what they're going to do with their weekends, their nights, um, their relationship status. I mean, what it, it's... It is just fear of being alone and fear of staying alone. So we're going to add that on because I'd have to say out of all of the fear reasons that people stay in a relationship, it is fear of not finding someone else, not being lovable enough. Nobody, maybe people think they're too old, uh, that they're too broken, uh, that, and, and let, we'll, address that later, but because uh, some of you are broken and some of you are just normally, you know, uh, have baggage like everybody else does uh, and imperfect like everybody else is, and we have to look at that, but I think fear of staying alone and never finding another partner or being, you know, being a couple again uh, makes people scared to break up. So they think they may not find anybody else. And, and it may take a while, guys, because you have to heal and all that stuff first. So uh, uh, fear that nobody will love them again. Again, that, that fear of being broken is a big one. Um, I think when you have been in a relationship or long-term relationship or marriage, and you somebody knows you, there is that whole concept of, you know, they've accepted you or not. You're getting a divorce. <laughs> but um, trying to be nice. But, um, but uh, and where's my peanut gallery laughing at my jokes? Come on. Um, anyway, so, uh, so, you know, the, the vulnerability and all the stuff, you know, that people know about you after they've been in a relationship with you, those are the pieces of people that they think sometimes are unlovable. Like they'll never love this about me or they'll never love that about me. And I know some of you, we've talked about narcissism in here as well. And some of you people that have been in narcissistic relationships, you've heard that before. Uh, narcissists tend to say, well, nobody's ever going to love you like I've loved you or nobody's ever going to love you again. Uh, so uh, I know that that's definitely something that many of you like I said, that have been in abusive relationships have heard. It doesn't have to just be with a narcissist. Uh, okay, here's another one. Fear that you're too old. I think I just touched on that, but that's a big one. I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are. If you're not happy in a relationship and you're 55 or 60 years old, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, some people are much young. I hear people in their 40s say that, believe it or not. It doesn't matter what age you are. There are other people your age that are looking for love. Uh, there are people even in their 70s and 80s, which is really weird a little bit. I wouldn't say 70s, but like 80s and 90s. Like these people in nursing homes are hooking up, you know, and, um, and uh, they need love too. So seniors need love as well. But we're never too old for love. And I think sometimes reframing some of those things in the sense that, 
you know, with relationships, with age comes wisdom. And I don't know about all of you, but everything I've learned up to this point, I mean, I get wiser every day. I mean, I do this for a living and I learn something new every day. And I think of every new relationship as an opportunity for us to get better uh, and choose better and stand in that relationship uh, in a better, more understanding, less judgmental way. Uh, so age is uh, one of the fears. Um, fear of being left out, fear of being judged. Um, I think this is a big one too. So uh, people that all their friends are married friends and and they fear they're going to be left out of their friend stuff, their couple stuff. And many times you are. I'm just going to tell you, just because I hear this in counseling a lot, that when you guys have, you're married and you're, you're doing all the things with couples and then you break up, the couple stuff stop and then you've got to find a whole new group of friends. And that can happen, but that's okay. Like, this is where God put you, and you just embrace it. Like, maybe you're supposed to meet new people. Um, Steve says baggage. Everyone has it. Uh, Only pack a bag you can carry yourself. Hold on. I have to put my glasses on. This is just brutal. Okay. Uh, It's true on vacations and relationships. That's true. Although every woman overpacks. (laughs) Every woman has way too much baggage on a trip, and it's way more acceptable to have way too much baggage on a trip than it is in a relationship. Uh, Hey, Jeff is watching with us. Hope you're feeling better. Jeff's been a little under the weather. Kelly. Kelly, hello. Uh, And Mary Beth, Rick. Uh, Jerry Ann says, the worst feeling ever is to realize you're putting up with less in terms of your relationship out of your own fear. Very isolating and not fair to yourself or to your partner. Ending the relationship is very hard to you. You may not want to hurt your partner. Uh, That ultimately will end bad for both of you. Uh, Those years lost can never be recovered. Amen, sister. Uh, Follow your true instincts. Do it with grace and truth. It will be okay. Yeah, you know what? There is that fear, um, and one of the things we I actually have on here is the reason we stay in relationships too long is what you just said, and that's the length of time you've been in that relationship. Sometimes people base their reason for not leaving just on that length of time. We've been together for this long. Like, I mean, I've invested this many years of my life. Well, how many more years are you going to invest wasting your life with the wrong person? Uh, So that's a really, really good point. And you know, you compromise a piece of yourself, which is, I think, also what you're saying, when you know you're not in the right relationship and it's not nurturing your soul the way that it should, then you're, you're wasting your time. I mean, it's, it, it now doesn't become about, you know, the length of time that you've invested. You've invested a lot of time, but don't waste any more. You know, you could, you could put your energy into healing and finding love that is worthy of what you're looking for and what you want. And let me say this to people because I think especially, I don't know why I want to say this, especially men. Men tend to look at relationships when they don't work out as failures. And they're not failures. Uh, I mean, everything's a lesson in a sense. And uh, we have to look at it, you know, because I think everybody does it. I did it. I got married. (laughs) I got married because I thought I should be married in my 20s. I was like, well, I should be married by now. And I, you know, married the first guy that uh, I thought I was in love with. And, um, you know, that's sometimes what we do. Sometimes we make mistakes. And, uh, or... 
make decisions that aren't the best for us. Maybe they're not mistakes. Uh, but, but I think everybody does that. And it, and if you can, if you can acknowledge that maybe you're not with your person, uh, and I think there's an element to that that's so important in the fact that God made everybody unique, each and every one of us unique. And if you're with a person that suppresses that or isn't allowing you to be yourself, whether that be because you're not comfortable, um, they're emotionally, uh, physically, or mentally abusive, uh, or restrictive or narcissistic. I mean, that's not good for your. That's not good for you either. I mean, I'm not here promoting, you know, breaking up a relationship or divorce, but I am here to say we make, we make bad decisions sometimes. We make decisions we maybe should have, and that includes marriage sometimes. Uh, so uh, let's not beat ourselves up if uh, we've chosen the wrong person. Uh, so in any length of time, it doesn't matter what. I hate to say it, but if you've been with that person for 35 years and they're abusive or they didn't love you, every single month, day, and minute that went by, it hurt you more and wounded you more. So length of time doesn't make a difference. What matters is when you get out and begin the healing. So uh, that rant's over. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, all right. <laughs> um, let's see. Fear that you won't survive. So I'll hear this from a lot of women, uh, I hate to say, but I do, that financially maybe they have been the caretaker in the family. So they're the ones that, you know, sacrifice their career to stay home and watch the children. And then the relationship is over and they don't know how they're going to make ends meet. Uh, financially, we're going to get to that. That was another reason why people stay longer than they should in relationships. But but I think this element for especially women, single mothers, single fathers, or single couple, like couples that are doing fine together, but if they were to divorce or separate, they might not. Um, and this may not be just with kids. I mean, I know that there's I don't want to stereotype more women than men, but there's a lot of people in relationships where one is financially dependent on the other, and they don't think they can make it, and they may not be able to. You might just have to get out and stand on your own two feet and work. What a concept. Um, but uh, but but uh, if that's what's I mean if that's what's meant to be, and versus you being in a relationship where you're unhappy, I mean I can't imagine somebody staying in a relationship where they were abused emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, you know, mentally abused uh, just because they were taken care of. That's sad. Uh, okay, so, um, so I think another reason, and this is a big one, I talk about this all the time in coaching, is that some people don't know what love is, so they stay because they're not sure. They, what they're calling love isn't love at all. Uh, and I know some of us, all of us, can relate to that. You know, a uh, story here. Hang on, let me grab a drink. Um, I remember when I was about to get uh, remarried after uh, I was married once and my husband passed away, and I was about to get married again, and a friend of mine asked me, uh, do you love him? Are you in love with him? And I remember thinking, that is the stupidest thing you could ever say to me. Like, of course I'm in love with him. Why would I be marrying him if I wasn't in love with him? So of course I said that, 
But then it made me think, like, how do I know? Like, with that whole concept of in love, like, what does that mean? And that's where we as people need to back up the truck in relationships is we need to, we, number one, we need to know what love is. And if we go even further back, sometimes what we call love and what we learned as love as children wasn't love at all. Sometimes it was abuse, neglect, whatever it was, and that turns into our definition of love. I mean, if we don't know what love is, how are we going to know when we're in love? And so that's, if anybody on here, which I know there is lots of people on here that have coached with me, that's what I coach on. I mean, it's one of the things I talk to people about, whether they're 10 years old (laughs) or they're 65 years old, because Number one, everybody's definition of love is different. Everybody's definition of love at different stages in their life is different. And the time we really need to be asking ourselves what love is is when we're alone and when we're looking for a relationship. Because if we don't know what it is, how are we going to know what it is when somebody shows up with it, right? Uh, for all of you out there you know, that have been in toxic relationships, I mean, this is, this is big. I just had this conversation the other day with somebody that had been with a lot of uh, narcissistic partners. And at the end of the day, when you find somebody that's healthy, they may seem boring to you. They may like that, that feeling of butterflies and excitement and anxiety and all the stuff that comes with being with an unhealthy, toxic partner, those things are gone. They're not there. So it just, it feels like a lack of chemistry is what I'll hear. Like, I'm just not sure if I'm attracted to this person. And you have to give love a chance to, a healthy love, a chance to like show up and let itself be known. And the one thing about love that everybody needs to know is love is actually peace. I mean, love is actually easy, it's, it's a place where you're most at peace. I mean, l- your lover should be your best friend. And so a best friend feels a lot different than butterflies in your stomach and, you know, nervousness and anxiety and fear and drama and all the stuff that people call love. So if you don't know what love is, then what, what are you basing that relationship on? So you're, you know, you're in a relationship, you don't want to break up because I love them. Well, what does that mean? Make sure that you've defined that uh, before you make a decision to get out. Uh, so I just got a comment from Tiffany. Uh, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah, that is true, Tiffany. Um, you've said this before and it's ringing in my ears, putting my fears aside, trusting my instincts more and feeling confident being alone. It's better to be alone than in a toxic relationship with a narcissist. Amen, sister. There, you know what? That, that was, I posted something about that today. I don't even remember what it was. It was something, um, you know what? I'm going to read it. Hang on just a second. I'm going to find that because it's super important and, uh, it brings Tiffany's point home And that is, um, where is it? That's not it. Okay, here it is. Uh, Sometimes I wonder if I'm becoming more introverted as I heal, or am I finally loving myself enough to find peace and contentment in my own company? And that it's the latter. I mean, it is. It's the latter. When you when if you can't be alone, 
If you have to have every night booked with something, you have to have somebody by your side, you have to have interference, noise, in order to feel safe and comfortable, you're not comfortable in your own skin and you're not loving yourself. You're not ready for love. You're not ready for a relationship. You're not whole enough. You're depending on another person to come into that space to love something that you don't even love. So, uh, so yes, Tiffany, uh, it, being alone is better than being in the wrong relationship. And, uh, I always tell people that you should never get into a relationship until you're super happy alone because then somebody compliments your life um, versus having to be your life, right? And there's nothing worse than having somebody depend on you for your in, their entire happiness. Uh, okay, so grabbing another drink here. This should be something stronger. It's Friday at 3 o'clock. <laughs> maybe next week. Maybe next week now that I've moved. just not the beginning of the day. Uh, okay. So um, I think I just talked about, uh, you know, the, don't know what love is. And, and then there's also just a little bit underneath that is misconceptions about love. And some people, you know, believe the belief that love is hard or love is tough. I mean, if you believe that and your relationship, you know, is difficult, you're going to call that love. You have to be very uh, cognizant of what you're calling love. And it ha you, when you define love, you have to define it outside of the relationship that you're in, if that makes any sense. Because love isn't, love isn't the relationship kind of love. Love is love. It's godly love. I mean, you could look at Corinthians and look at God's definition of love, but it would be similar, hint, hint. Uh, so uh, that might be a good exercise for some of you if you've never done it. You know, write out what your definition of love is. Use adjectives. And remember that love is more of an energy than it is a thing. Uh, so, uh, so, Another thing we've got here on the list is dependency. So people, why do people stay in relationships longer? They are codependent. They are dependent on that relationship. And this kind of goes, being dependent on a relationship kind of goes a little bit beyond codependency. Um, it is actually feeling like you would not be okay or you couldn't survive without the person in your life. I mean, that is a... Uh, that's a really unhealthy, uh, really unhealthy um, thought pattern uh, because you have to be you and love you outside of that relationship just as they do, and that's what makes a healthy uh, partnership. Uh, but I think uh, people that are victims of abuse uh, become completely dependent on that other person even regardless of how they are treated by them. And when, if you're that dependent on somebody uh, that you fear losing them and that not having them in your life, then there's something else missing in you. And I, I don't want to get too much into that. That's a whole, that, that would be a whole session for me with somebody uh, from a coaching standpoint because that's that's a dig deep kind of thing. So uh, so we we're not going to go into that too much right now. Hey Ron. Hey Michelle. Thanks for joining. Good to see y'all's faces. Michelle's in love. Um, I just saw a post the other day. Uh, she's got a new little love in her life. Uh, so uh, so let me. God, why is this so small? 
Everything's much smaller when you get older, by the way. When you can't read menus and you start pulling out lights, you're like, it's so dark in here. No, you're going blind, that's all. Um, yeah, and you know what? Why don't you guys pull out glasses? Like, I have no problem. They're, these are usually attached to my head, by the way. They're usually up here. But why do you guys have such an issue pulling out glasses? Like, I will watch you guys with your apps you know, with your flashlights and your magnifier deals. I mean, to do anything besides admit that your eyesight's going, just put the glasses on. We all get it. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jennifer. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> exactly, about Exactly, exactly. But see, Ziggy, yours is far away. It, what, what, and I can't see that either without my contacts. But when you get old, you can't see close up either, and it's super frustrating because you're doing this all the time. Uh, so, okay. Um. So, let's see, we believe we are in the relationship we deserve. So, this comes down to worthiness. So, why do we stay in relationships longer than we should? Because we think we deserve whatever relationship that is. We're, we are meeting our worthiness where it's at. And this shows your some people's level of healing. And this is where we settle, is that... in. I'm, I don't even want to say the words, but this is where people say that they couldn't do any better. That, you know, and I'm not going to have those words come out of my mouth that say I couldn't because I don't, I would never speak those words over myself. And you have to be careful what you say. But uh, y'all know I'm real funny about that. But those people that think that they couldn't do any better um, or that, you know, their partner's already better them or they're not worthy enough for somebody, new, somebody better or new. That's, that's your own worthiness and self-esteem issues, and those need to be worked on. And let me say this. I think a lot of times when people have been in long-term relationships or marriages that have been abusive or neglectful, so I'm going to say both, because sometimes relationships aren't abusive. They're not outwardly abusive where you've been mistreated or mentally uh, mentally abused um, or physically abused, sometimes it's just ignored. I mean, I can't tell you how many couples I know that have been married a long time that by the time they finally do get a divorce, I mean, they don't even know how to be in a relationship anymore, how to communicate. They certainly don't know how to use this little thing called a phone with text messages and all kinds of things that people nowadays use to communicate with one another. Uh, they don't know how to properly court uh, their partner, and that goes for women too, because men need love as well, ladies. But sometimes when we've been gotten out of a neglectful relationship, uh, you know, we we don't know where we are and we don't feel worthy. And it's super important that we heal from that before we get back into a relationship. Uh, so we know who we are, we know what we want, um, and by all means, everybody, catch yourself up. On, uh, on what people are doing now in the dating world. Uh, I, I have calls with uh, many, of, many of you uh, as a dating coach, um, and, and it sometimes it's, and it's okay. Sometimes we're just brushing up on what's acceptable, not acceptable. Uh, you know, in today's world, it's ever-changing, and sometimes not for the better. So, uh, okay. Uh, we, oh, God, this one. Um, we are waiting for the person to change. Uh, there we go. I said it. Um, so how many of you have stayed in a relationship way too long thinking the person's going to change, whatever it is? It may be the way they treat you. 
It may be narcissistic behavior. It may be cheating, abuse, neglect. I mean, you name it. The only time somebody changes is if they want to change. Period, the end. It's the only time any change can happen, whether it's somebody else or yourself, is if somebody sees that it's a problem with themselves and they want to change it. They're, nobody is going to change anything for anybody else. They'll only do it for themselves. I mean, look at the years of research that's gone into addiction, right, with people addicted to alcohol, drugs, whatever. They're addicted to sex. Um, if, if everybody else is telling them they have a problem, we all know the first stage of that is denial, right? So it, if they're not willing to look at and they don't, you know, whatever, hit rock bottom or whatever it takes for them to realize that they have a problem, they're not ever going to change. It take, takes them declaring and, you know, understanding that they have a problem and they need to change it and their willingness to step in and do it because change is not easy. Change requires we dig in. Sometimes it's painful to look at the things we need to change because some of them are wounds from childhood. Some of them are wounds from previous relationships. Some of them are just, you know, personal deep wounds. Uh, and that never, those are things are never fun to have to deal with. Um, but the only time we're going to deal with them is if we've made the decision that it's so painful or we're not getting what we want, you know, and we realize that if we don't do something different, then we're not going to get a different result, and that's when people change. You're not going to change your partner. They're not going to change. How many? I mean, I, I could ask how many people um, on here have waited for somebody to change. Have I've done it. I mean, I'll just be, I'm guilty. I've done it. And thinking that somebody, because people that, that know they have a problem, but, God, there's a fly in here. Make him go away. I think he likes my hairspray. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh but I think people that have a problem, they, they may see where it's a problem or they may see where it's hurting you and they may want to change it. But if they don't understand what the problem is and they don't understand where it's coming from and they don't get to the root of it, then it's not going to change. So the, no matter what they tell you, no matter how bad they want it, no matter how sincere it seems, they're not going to change until they do the work to make the change. So if they say they're going to change and then you see them going off to counseling and being committed to their change and you see changes in their behavior and you see their conscious attempts to do things differently, that's a different story. But just believing that somebody is going to change does not create change. So don't do that. Uh, Steve, thank you for also admitting that you stayed too long, uh, guilty of somebody believing somebody's going to change. Naivety and stupidity. Right. Both. I get it. Uh, okay. So Jim, do you feel that self-esteem has a lot to do with the kind of romantic relationships people can have? What a great question. Um, absolutely. hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, we attract to us, um, what we think we deserve, right? So we kind of touched on that a second ago that we stay in relationships longer because it's all we we think we deserve, but we also choose what we think we deserve. And so, uh, so our self-esteem has a direct impact on what we choose for ourselves. Um, also our wounds do Jim as well. So if, 
somebody has wounds of, you know, maybe they've been uh, abused, they grew up in an abusive home, whether that be mentally, emotionally, or physically abusive, that's love to them. So why would they leave a relationship, number one, if they were in it, if that's what love is? They're in an abusive relationship, that's what love was growing up, that's what love is to them, they're not going to leave for that reason. But they're also choosing, like you said, they're also choosing those people from the beginning because if love was pain, ooh, um, if sorry, the bird just hit the window. <laughs> um, if love was pain, if love hurt, um, if if love was abuse or neglect, that's that that's what people are going to choose. That's what they're going to recognize as love, and that's why we get into. This is where we can forgive ourselves a little bit here. This is why we get into the wrong relationships and why we need to get out of them because sometimes we choose them out of wounds versus choosing them out of love and healing. So, uh, and and I again, I say forgive yourself because so many, I, I, I'm so grac- grateful that I get kids uh, and teenagers and young people um, in my practice to counsel because I wish somebody would have caught me at that point. I mean, I had great parents, but I mean, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And it's so great when we can learn at a young age what love is, what we should have, what's toxic. Uh, a lot of our parents didn't talk to us about that. I'm really happy that many of you parents now are talking to your kids about it because I do hear that. So good for you. Keep talking to them about it because it wasn't always conversations we had growing up with our parents. But if you don't know what it is to begin with, a lot of you chose the wrong partners to begin with. Once you become conscious of that, you know, you're either going to look across the, you know, the table 20 years later and go, we can fix this. We have enough love, enough commonalities, enough shared values, lifestyle, and connection to make this work, or that's a complete stranger. I love them, but I'm not in love with them, never will be. I need to move on, right? And uh, that's definitely something I think that many of you, myself included, have thought, um, and having to face that, having to face that I love you versus love you, right? I love you is very different than love you. Uh, so, all right. So let's see. I don't know how much time we have left. It's good to see we have more people on today. Um, okay. So we're doing okay on time. This is good. Um, okay. Guys, I want you guys to hear this one. Uh, you hurry, you worry, <laughs> you worry about hurting the person, I cannot tell you how long people have stayed in relationships way too long because they didn't want to hurt the person. They're lying to them. They're cheating on them. They're disrespecting them left and right, but they don't want to hurt them. They just don't know that they're hurt. The person just doesn't realize yet that they're being hurt. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Guess what happens when they find out that you didn't love them, you know, for however many years? What happens when they find out that you've been cheating on them, lying to them, disrespecting them behind their back? That's going to hurt even worse. I mean, if, if you don't love them and you don't have those kind of feelings, there's a nice way for you to break it to them or begin the conversation and have the conversation. Could it hurt? It might, but nothing's going to hurt more than staying with somebody you're not supposed to, right? Right. 
Okay, so guys, I, I kind of picked on you a little bit on that because you guys do it more than women do. Uh, you also do it in a dating situation more than women do as well. Although ladies, I, I guess in a dating situation, you ladies ghost men because you don't want to hurt them. You're not going to hurt a guy or a girl if you've gone out with them one, two, three times, whatever, and you don't want to see them anymore. You're not attracted to them. Um, you know, if you're just dating somebody and you don't like them or the connection's not there, tell them, you know, you don't have to ghost them. Just tell them like a mature adult would, right? And it's same if you've been in a long-term relationship. If there's a problem, if you're not feeling a connection anymore, right? If you don't feel in love anymore, if you don't feel attracted to them anymore, I mean, that happens too, where you just, you don't want that person sexually anymore, it's, I mean, red flags, it's time to talk about it. Have the conversation. They're your partner. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times people have saved marriages and relationships just by opening up conversation about the problems. And so many people are afraid to do that, but we need to be able, if there's a problem, we need to be able to talk about it. Some of you ladies, and, I, you, and again, I'll say this to you ladies, some of you ladies are guilty of staying with men that you know are cheating on you or doing disrespectful things behind your back. Why? Because you don't want to be alone. You're afraid of being alone. You're afraid of your friends, you know, and the public ridicule and being the talk of the neighborhood. Um, I haven't talked about family yet, but that's another fear of uh, breaking up a family. Um, and, uh, and, um, and hi, Daryl. He said he's in my state. You distracted me. Do you mean Georgia? Are you in Georgia? Um, I hope you're there for the Kentucky-Georgia game. Go dogs! I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> it's always on my mind. I just want to get to Saturday at 3.30. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. I live for it. Um, so anyway, so you ladies that know that your husband's doing something behind their back, I, mean, I can't tell you the amount of times you women will just just hide behind having that conversation. You're afraid to have it. You put it off. You put it off. He's making hints. He's throwing bombs on you, trying to have the conversation, yet you avoid it because you don't want to. Guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen, whether that means that he's going to force the conversation on you eventually, a bomb's going to drop in your life where mistress shows up or some awful thing happens like that, or you get served divorce papers. You can, you can delay the inevitable. Um, I have COVID brain today. It just started this morning. It's just every once in a while, um, the, the brain doesn't work. So, um, so you know, you can delay the inevitable, but the inevitable is going to happen. So if there's something that needs to be discussed or, or talked about, do it when the relationship may still be viable, right? If there's an affair or something that happens, try, try having a conversation. Try going to counseling. Try not covering it up. I mean, even if you're hurt, which I hope you are, if something like that happened, but um, even if you're hurt, it's okay you know, go why the wound is fresh and work on it with your spouse, you know, because a lot of times when problems open up in a relationship, those are the best times to, to, to dig in and actually get a connection that you never had with somebody. Sometimes as a counselor, I can say it opens up uh, discussions that two people have never had. 
which is amazing because some of the things people don't talk about that have been in relationships for, you know, 25 years and never discuss certain things about their childhood or wounds that they've had or things that they've hidden. I mean, it's, it's completely amazing, but you guys know the story. So, uh, so I don't have to, to dig in. Um, so, uh, so don't be afraid to have the conversations. Uh, you know, I, I had said this, I just touched on this. I'm going to run into this one really quick. A lot of you are, that are married and have children are afraid to leave a relationship because of the kids. We've all been there, right? We've all thought that. We've known people that have been there. I'm going to tell you, and I tell people this weekly in counseling, your kids know. Your kids know if you're not happy. They know probably before you know, but they know. And the kids, when they get into counseling with me, will always say, I wish my parents would have divorced when I was 10, instead I, you know, we lived till, they waited till I was in college and I watched them hate each other. Or I watched them, you know, there was, they had no marriage, they had no connection, they had no relationship. You're wounding your children. You know, the very children you're trying to protect by not divorcing, um, by not leaving, you're ruining their idea of what love in a relationship is. Uh, so I know that's hard truths for some of you to hear, and I may be catching some of you too late because you know you did it, you waited, you see the you see the wounds it's inflicted, and hey, some of you as well may be people that had the wounds themselves from childhood. I mean, how many of you have come to me for counseling because this happened to you? Your parents divorced or didn't divorce, and um, and all the toxicity that you had to witness around. Um, a, a marriage that wasn't happy. Your parents didn't love each other. They didn't touch each other. They didn't say nice things to each other. Guess what? You learned that. That's who you become. <laughs> That's who your kids are going to become. So if you can't look at your marriage and say, this is, an, this is an example I'm setting for my children, and this is the kind of relationship I want my kids to have, if you're not displaying that and, and um, modeling that, then you're not doing your kids a favor by staying in that relationship. And furthermore, if there's any type of abuse, that's, that has to be the worst thing you can do, not only to your kids from their perspective of what they perceive as love in a relationship, but you guys don't think about how much it hurts your children to watch it. So when they watch their mom or their dad be abused, and I, I'll say that because there are plenty of, of women that abuse their husbands, whether it be, and I've, I can say physically because it happens, physically or psychologically, uh, or neglect them. The kids see it, and it hurts them. It hurts them to see that. So you're not doing your kids a favor by staying in something, relationship or marriage, that's not good for you. They want to see you happy, right? They want to see you happy. Uh, hey, Ted. Uh, welcome. He's from Atlanta, too. I'm, you did finally catch a show. That's because I did it later. Hey, Darren. Thank you for joining us. Mike, thank you for joining us. Uh, okay. And you know what else? We, I think we have time for one more, maybe. Yep. Um, we Also, we don't, um, we don't trust our decision-making. 
uh, again, this is, tends to be in counseling when I tend to get people, is they want to leave a relationship. They've seen, <laughs> they, have, they haven't seen red flags. They've seen crimson flags. They've had all kinds of things happening in their life and their relationship, and they're trying to decide whether or not they should leave. They don't know whether they should. They're doubting their decision or their judgment. I, I will always say that you should listen to your intuition. I don't care if that's in the dating world, when you're just getting to know somebody, um, when you're in a relationship, and when you're in a marriage. Trust when the energy is off. Trust when you hear something that doesn't sound right. Trust when you hear uh, multiple, like if somebody tells multiple stories or just, I'm just saying like you, if you listen, people tell you everything you need to know, listen, pay attention and act upon what you're hearing and seeing because it will save you a lot of heartache. Um, so you have to learn to trust yourself and, and when you hear something or see something a little out of whack, be willing to deal with it, confront it, talk about it. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times those things save a marriage. I mean, if, if you just, even if you just felt like maybe your partner was starting to disconnect, and by the way, uh, for those of you that are anxious attached, you might feel that a lot. <laughs> which, uh, you know, the, the problem with, which is why what I was just about to say, the problem with this whole, this whole idea of um, dealing with it, um, or I'm sorry, um, addressing your uh, instincts is that some of you don't trust them because of your wounds. So if like all of you people that are anxious attached with your attachment styles, you also know that your sometimes your intuition isn't right. Sometimes it's your wound. So that's why you need to do the work and heal so that you know that you're listening to your intuition and not your wounds when you're dealing with something. Uh, so, um, so let's see, make sure I got everything on here. Um, fear of being alone, misconceptions, custom to pain. I think we got it. Did I miss anything, guys? Uh, I, uh, I don't have anybody to, to knock off of, but if you guys have any others that I should hit, um, I will. But um, I actually enjoyed this today. It's been fun having people on here that I don't normally see. Uh, and uh, if this time works for you, please just in the comment section, let me know that this is a better time for you. Um, I love it. Um, I, I love having a little bit more time to prepare. And I got to do this by myself. So that was fun. Uh, and uh, thank you all um, for joining us. Uh, I know we have I know we have a message from our sponsor and Ziggy's going to do it today. So uh, so uh, hit it, Ziggy. Today's lovability is brought to you by Adine Kingston, MD, now offering EM Sculpt Neo. Bring it on. That's right. More muscle, less fat. You can learn more about that from Adine Kingston, AMD, for cosmetology and medical dermatology. Contact 469-388-80474. That's 469 469- 3880474 for Adine Kingston MD for all your dermatology needs. You are the voiceover man. You are awesome, Ziggy. I want her abs. I'm going to do that M sculpt. I really am. I have it scheduled in a couple weeks. So, I'm going to have those I'm going to have those badass abs soon. <laughs> anyway, nothing takes the place of a workout, but those abs were fabulous. Um, so I know that's a pretty tough machine they got in. So, uh, she's awesome. I know many 
of you have been to her already. She's got a new billboard. She's on a billboard, if any of you are in the Dallas area, Knox Henderson area. Uh, she is, her beautiful face is on a billboard now. So uh, look up when you're near Knox in 75. Uh, all right, y'all, thank you for joining me. Um, I will see you next Friday at three o'clock and we may have a margarita. I don't know who my guest is gonna be, uh, but we may just, uh, just um, start happy hour early. So see you guys next week, three o'clock. Thanks for joining me. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.